Dateline, 18th of May, 2015. Well, good day, folks. Welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 350. Good Lord, another milestone, Grant. How are you, mate? Oh, mate, unbelievable. 350 episodes. Woo, go, guys. I'm not too bad. Yeah, that's excellent. Now, uh, Grant, let's let's start off with the with the sad news first, Grant. You know, we were so triumphantly talking in the last segment we recorded, you know, about, I don't know, a month ago, whenever it was, that uh, we were going off to do airshow commentary at Wings over Illawarra. Well, we didn't quite end up doing that because... Well, it got rained out, unfortunately. Yeah, that's the one, mate. Uh, yeah, just under a month ago, we were all excited, ready to go to Wings over Illawarra. And uh, yeah, a few of us were actually on the plane landing in Sydney when we found the news. They they decided that with uh, Sydney and the surrounding areas, it had a couple of weeks of really heavy rainfall. The place was awash. It was mud everywhere. And uh, they had to take the really sad but important decision to uh, cancel it. They did that at 11 o'clock and the plane that we were on was uh, on the way to the uh, runway at that point. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, unfortunately, due to the, the just the really bad conditions, the rain kept going during the weekend off and on. So it's I think the place is still drying out even now. Yeah, so unfortunately, a- they had to can it. So our work on DVD and airshow commentary was, uh, well, maybe next year. Joe, I really feel sorry for Mark and Kerry Bright and the team there at, up there at Wollongong. They've put in such a huge amount of work, and we really had high hopes for that uh, airshow, you know, really getting off the ground, as it were, this year. So uh, let's hope uh, onwards and upwards for next year. And, uh, well, you know, maybe, maybe we need to pick a time of year when the weather's not so bad. I thought Sydney always said they had better weather than Melbourne Grant, but I'm not so sure. Well, I tell you, it's uh, been raising a few eyes brows because uh, it's been unseasonably wet, shall we say. I just remember the, the three Wings Over Illawarra events beforehand all went off great. Yeah, yeah, they certainly did. So let's hope for next year. And uh, well, I guess, Grant, uh, well, we have picked up another couple more commentary gigs later in the year. So uh, let's hope that they don't get round, rained out either. Or think people might start thinking we're a bad omen, Grant. Yeah, well, hey, then we could get paid to avoid air shows. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, well, I don't care. As long as we're getting paid, I'm happy. Consequentious, <laughs> monsequentious, Grant, as Daffy Duck once said, as long as I'm rich. Anyway, Grant, speaking <laughs> of things that cost a lot of money, let's talk all things defence. Let's talk about the KC-30A tankers. We've finally got the boom system running well, sort of. Well, they've done uh, dry contacts between two KC-30As recently, and uh, although they didn't pass gas, they at least managed to uh, dry connect. Um, I'm going to uh, stop moving down there because passing gas was bad enough, but where you go from this one, don't ask. But at least they've proven that they're able to connect, and I believe the next step is going to be happening pretty soon related to um, actually passing gas between the two KC-30s. And then beyond that, it's off to the wedge tail. And uh, once that's done, uh, onwards and upwards from there for the rest of the fleet. Now, of course, the aircraft have been operating. Uh, in fact, they've actually been operating across over there in the Middle East. So they, they have been, uh, you know, working in, in combat, in, in in a combat theatre, I guess, uh, with the uh, probe and drogue uh, system. But uh, they've had all sorts of uh, commissioning issues with that uh, boom system on that aircraft. In fact, uh, most famously, uh, one of the test aircraft uh, several years ago, the boom actually fell off in flight. I think that was over in Spain, wasn't it, Grant? So... That was correct, uh, doing some tests with an F-16 and, uh, yeah, oops. Yes, a big oops. So, uh, fantastic. Uh, it says here that the uh, their boom system is uh, capable of offloading fuel at a rate of 4,500 litres per minute. So, that's excellent. Uh, can also refuel the Globemaster and the F-35 when they come and the P-8 when it comes. So, uh, this uh, this purchase of the KC-30A, even though it's taken a long time to get this boom system running, uh, very, very wise and uh, an excellent platform for many, many years to come, Grant. Certainly is, mate. And uh, it was proven, I believe it was last year, uh, or very late 2013, uh, 
when they used a KC-30 to refuel. They took off from Amberley. They went down to South Australia. They refueled a few, a few Hornets that were doing uh, test runs at the Woomera test range. Then they went up to Darwin and uh, refueled a whole bunch of uh, other Hornets that were in the middle of an exercise. And then they flew back to Amberley, all with one aircraft, all in one day. And that with a whole lot of people on board as well. And that just had people's eyes bugging out all around the place within defense. So it's uh, it's really proven itself. And yeah, as soon as that boom is fully running, uh, I think it's going to be an incredible multiplier for this for this. Air Force. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the uh, the old 707 uh, tankers they, that they replaced, I don't think you would have quite got that sort of performance out of those old machines, I'm thinking. <laughs> Not quite, mate. This this is a pretty big heavy. Um, you'd be pretty hard pushed to get this out of uh, some of the other tankers that are available. Uh, it is the bigger one, and uh, I think the, the decision is paying off. Now, a bit of F-35 news. I think, Grant, in the last report we recorded, uh, we talked about squadron leader Andrew Jacko Jackson, the uh, one of the first two Australian pilots to fly the F-35, having, in fact, done so, uh, you know, about a month ago now. Um, well, another uh, milestone he set here, Grant, according to this article here in australianaviation.com.au, Jacko's actually flown now the first Australian F-35. The last one he flew wasn't an Australian one, but uh, that, that set records for flying an F-35 for an Australian, but now he's flown one of ours. That's right, mate. He took A35001, the first F35 on the Australian uh, Air Force register, took it out for a bit of a spin at Luke Air Force Base. And uh, yeah, he's quoted here as saying, whilst I'm told that all the F35s are the same, it is awesome to finally go flying in a jet that has Skippy painted on the side. <laughs> i tell you what, uh, do you reckon if uh, Matt Hall had stayed uh, you know, in the Air Force, do you reckon he'd be flying F-35s now? I reckon he might be. Uh, he's a wing commander. He, um, I don't know. I think, I think he would be uh, faced with the uh, you know, mahogany bomber in a, in a staff job, unfortunately. I don't think he would have been quite as happy doing that as he was uh, you know, being a Red Bull Air Race pilot. So we should report on uh, his success. Coming second in the latest uh, Red Bull Air Race uh, round just yesterday as we record this over there in Japan. So uh, I tell you what, uh, he's come second to Paul Bonhomme, which is actually what exactly what happened in Abu Dhabi in the round before. So nothing like being consistent, I say. That's the case, mate. And I think you had a few good words to say about it. He certainly did. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was actually a pretty tough week because um, we didn't fly the plane for three months and the plane is a lot different to what it was last year. So uh, we only had a, a few train or one training flight and uh, it didn't, I felt like a stolen plane. It didn't feel like my plane. So I'm really happy with uh, how we've come onto it and uh, hopefully in the next race we'll be uh, current and uh, straight into it. And that uh, audio there, thanks to the Red Bull Air Race content pool. Yeah, fly it like you stole it, I guess. I wonder if he really regrets saying that. You can sort of watch him on the video saying, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But anyway, second <laughs> by only 0.382 of a second, Grant. And uh, we watched that on the live stream, you and I. And, uh, you know, it was a bit of a nail biter, actually. It was really quite close. But uh, watching Paul Bonhom, the uh, the British pilot, fly so smooth and uh, such great use of energy the way he does it. It's really a joy to watch. It's just a pity that he's British and not Australian. We could have had two people on <laughs> podium then uh, well you know rejected british colonies i guess that's why we get on with the yanks so well but um, you know yeah look uh i gotta say I, I did post a tweet to matt saying uh you know to matt all racing saying uh you know congratulations we're all breathing again down here uh so slightly paraphrasing apollo but uh yeah it was 
Kit and I were watching it at our place and, and going, come on, Maddie, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, just here in the Red Bull Air Race uh, World Championship standings now after two rounds, it actually is Paul Bonheim in the lead, Matt Hall second. And uh, that makes sense since they've both come consecutively first and second in both rounds. So, uh, yeah, that's good to see Maddie at the top there. i tell you what, he's close. He's real close. And, uh, you know, having those winglets on that uh, that M- MXS of his now is uh, really, uh, really making a big difference, I think. So, uh, yeah. plus He's learning a lot, but uh, tell you what, Grant, an interesting article here. He may be struggling a little bit for sponsorship. So, uh, you know, this article here in the Australian.com.au by our old friend Steve Creedy uh, saying that uh, Matt Hall is, uh, you know, just uh, on a bit of a shoestring budget because uh, he's looking for a major sponsor. So maybe maybe we need to get, you know, Rob Mark to sponsor him from Comavia or something. Yeah, well, I mean, he's sponsoring the Airplane Geek, so he must be loaded. So, you know, come on, Rob, step up and join our mate Bus at Oz Runways. Oz Runways have got their logo on the big nose there of uh, of Matt's aircraft. So, uh, well, where would we put Comavia? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. We, well, geez, I'll have to think about that. Maybe we could take suggestions. Maybe uh, maybe people could ring into the feedback line and give us suggestions for where we could put Comavia on a race plane. Hey, I got a few ideas. Do you think it'd only take a minute to fly around the track? Hey, there you go. <laughs> oh, hang on, no, no, no. Rob's aviation minute takes at least three or four. <laughs> There we uh, go, there we go. Yeah, he'd be disqualified. Oh, oh no. let's not pick too much on Rob because, you know, he might actually be on this week and he might pick on us back and there's nothing we could do about it. Hey, look, you know, Rob's just this guy, you know. Oh, there you go. Well, that's everything we have for you on this week's Australia DSG. It's nice to be back after three or four weeks. I think we should do another one next week, Grant. What do you think? Well, it is the bits and pieces, so maybe we should come up with something special. Oh, okay. Let's have another week off. Until we see you again, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. Where did I put that six-pack and beach chair? Yes, must be there somewhere. Never too far away in your studio. Yeah, well, and you wonder why there's no space in my studio. It's all beer.